0: Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am the coldest player in the game, Lord Iceman, and this is the Let's Talk Series podcast. Now I want to thank you all for tuning in. This is going to be a teaser podcast. Uh, the subject is sports-related, and it is going to be the Hall of of fame for the nba so those of you who are aware uh via social media there has been a social media meme going around a comparison meme of tracy mcgrady and dwight howard now the rumor is that uh dwight howard once he retires will go in to the Hall of Fame as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, So the meme was created uh, to make a comparison between the two players and basically shoot down uh, the assumption that Dwight Howard would be undeserving of being first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm going to speak my views in in regards to this Um, because I am one of the many uh, who feels that Dwight Howard is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, I also agree that in regards to Tracy McGrady, uh, he was not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he did go in. He did go in on his first ballot, and a case could be made for him. But we're just going to stick to uh, just these two at this moment. Now, my my view in regards to Tracy McGrady. Uh, Tracy McGrady did come into the league uh, straight out of high school, 18 and a half years old. Uh, his first two years were a blip, uh, mainly because he had to play behind his cousin in Toronto, uh, his cousin being uh, Vince Carter. Now everyone knows Vince Carter. Uh, was drafted uh, at a time where, excuse me, uh, at a time where the player of his stature was guaranteed lock and keyed to be a franchise player. So there was no sharing of the ball, sharing of the time, uh, or anything like that. Barring massive injury or completely playing like absolute shit, Vince Carter was not going to be sat down in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, Tracy McGrady was able to come off the bench during his third year uh, and lock in a uh, six-man position for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I think around that time, he began averaging about 15 points uh, per game. Uh, He also won the uh, most improved player uh, of the year. Uh, And soon after that, the Toronto Raptors actually moved him, where he went to the Orlando Magic, and he never turned back. Uh, The rest is history in regards to Tracy McGrady. I mean, he has multiple accolades in regards to scoring championships. He's been uh, a seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-Team, things of that nature. Um, And during his stint in Orlando, he never averaged below 26 points per game Uh, during his stint. Uh, His stint in Orlando is when he acquired his scoring championships, and when he moved on to the Houston Rockets, he never averaged below 24 points a game. Now, in regards to what Tracy McGrady brought to the game as a shooting guard small forward, uh, Tracy McGrady has so many moments that when you speak about the game of basketball, there's, there's so many moments that he has contributed that it makes it very, very hard for you to say, oh that Tracy McGrady guy, and then leave it at that and not be able to move forward. Um, Now, Tracy McGrady was not able to acquire a championship. He also was not able to uh, carry a team to the finals. Um, His most suitable team uh, during his NBA career would have been the Houston Rockets with Yao Ming. Uh, The problem is neither player could stay healthy enough to play alongside Uh, one another. Now, uh, in regards to injuries, I've noticed that that has been a, uh, how you say, a a system of information in regards to uh, Dwight Howard getting a little bit more props for being first ballot because he had a couple of injuries uh, in his career. Uh, But so did Tracy McGrady. As a matter of fact, Tracy McGrady had as many nagging uh inconsistent injuries as grant hill but tracy mcgrady was able to overcome them and still carry two franchises uh during his injury played career um so let's trickle it over to dwight howard now dwight howard uh had the benefit of playing for the exact same team as tracy mcgrady the orlando magic now dwight howard was able to get Uh, multiple teams built around him while in his stint with the Orlando Magic and he was able to get the Magic to the finals one time during his seven-year career in Orlando. Very good props to him and in regards to his accolades I think he's a seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-Defense, seven-time All-NBA team. He won the, uh, the dunk contest. He was a rookie of the year so he has uh, pretty solid notches under his belt. The problem is, he will be going into the NBA Hall of Fame as a center. Not as a power forward, as a center. As a matter of fact, Dwight Howard only played power forward two times in his career, which was the first two initial years he played in the NBA. So when you make the comparison of other centers in the Hall of Fame and other centers for first ballot Hall of Famers does Dwight Howard measure up? And in my eyes, in my comparison, he does not. Uh, Dwight Howard has never averaged above 22 points per game. As a matter of fact, Dwight Howard has only averaged 22 points per game once in his entire career. Uh, Dwight Howard being in the league 14 years uh, averages about 16 points per game now despite uh, averaging a double double uh, and for about 3 years averaging nearly 3 blocks per game Dwight Howard has done absolutely nothing after his Orlando Magic stint he's averaging about 1 block per game He has never averaged near 18 points a game since his last year in Orlando, maybe his first year in Houston. He's basically had about seven, maybe eight years of waste away. And people say that he should be first ballot. Now, when I think about first ballot Hall of Fame, I'm thinking Patrick Ewing. I'm thinking Hakeem Olajuwon. I'm thinking Dikembe Mutombo. I'm thinking uh, David Robinson. I'm thinking Shaquille o'neill first ballot means that it is undeniable that when a name is placed alongside yours damn near no matter who it is okay this name goes over that one hands down every day all day keep it pushing and dwight howard as a name does not strike for me now i know you all are listening and you're saying Come on, Iceman, he had injuries. Dwight Howard had two major injuries in his career. He had a lower back injury, which is very significant for a power forward center. Um, we've seen other players with lower back injuries, Patrick Ewing, uh, David West, uh, uh, Blake Griffin, most uh, in recent memory, um, Sean Kemp, and others. We've seen them overcome as well. Uh, prior to that, Dwight Howard had a shoulder injury. So let's let's dive into that a little bit. Dwight Howard had a shoulder injury uh, during his second to last season with the Orlando Magic, and he refused to get surgery on said shoulder. Uh, he decided he wanted to go the route of acupuncture instead uh and he ended up damaging the shoulder even more uh the orlando magic moved a fair amount of pieces in order to keep dwight howard relevant and keep him in title contention but dwight howard didn't find that worthy enough of his time uh and his patience had run out he moved he lobbied to get rid of his coach and stan van gundy uh which was a lot of uh hearsay uh To the point that Dwight Howard would even own up to the fact that he had gone to the uh, top brass, the front office, numerous times over a four-year span to, to lobby to get rid of his coach to the point that they finally got rid of him after taking them to the finals. And then soon after that, the... Orlando Magic began moving pieces around him because he felt that they were not good enough. And the Orlando Orlando Magic executed these things, and Dwight Howard still was not happy. So the Orlando Magic had to attempt to move him. And what made it hard for the Orlando Magic to attempt to move Dwight Howard is his decision not to get surgery on his so- shoulder at the proper time. He waited a full season. He injured it more while under contract. And they had to find a suitor that was willing to accept him and possibly pay him while he labored through this particular injury. And it's funny because uh, history seems to be doomed to repeat itself if you do not learn from it. And Dwight Howard gets acquired by the Los Angeles Lakers the same way the Orlando Magic lost Shaquille O'Neal during free agency to the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, we all know about the first stint of Dwight Howard playing in Los Angeles he wasn't ready for the marquee He wasn't ready to be the guy He wasn't ready uh... to accept the mantle he wasn't ready to work for the crown uh... he did not get along with uh... someone as as diehard as as competitive as kobe bryant as demanding uh... so he could only stay there for about a year and a quarter during that time, he did go ahead and get his surgery. He also was listed as playing about 71 games, I think, uh, that year. He was also a shell of himself. The Lakers were actually willing to work with him. The Lakers were actually willing uh, to put the franchise in his hands. Uh, they, they were expecting the Kobe to be out within four to five years. It was going to be the White Howard's team and get a, a contract extension. Uh, around six years, Kobe possibly gone in, in three of those. But he couldn't tougher that out. Uh, he wanted to get gone, so they allowed him to move forward and he joined the Houston Rockets. Now, with the Houston Rockets, uh, uh, during the, la- the latter year, uh, apparently he did suffer a back injury, but he did play uh, 71 games there as well. And he had a solid point guard in james harden now this is a severe upgrade in point guard from uh his orlando stint with jameer nelson but what people choose to forget is dwight howard also pushed his way out of houston as well because he couldn't live up to expectations he did play there for four years but he could never muster uh anywhere near the numbers that he accumulated in orlando he wasn't a shot blocker anymore And he was never a scorer. And let me dial it back a little bit. When I say he was never a a scorer, uh, in this era, I I noticed that people love to bring up athleticism and potential for players. They they never like to speak on what actually is. They always like to speak on what possibly could be. Dwight Howard, during his Orlando stint, had the luxury, The the fascinating option to work with some of the best ever big men to play the game. Patrick Ewing was on the staff as an assistant coach for the Orlando Magic. Kevin McHale flew down to aid him in his growth along with Hakeem Olajuwon. Now, understand something. Hakeem Olajuwon worked with everybody. Point guard, shooting guard, small forward centers. To the tune of actually assisting Tracy McGrady, Carmelo Anthony, and Kobe Bryant during their runs in the NBA. Now, it is most relevant to see what Hakeem Olajuwon was able to do for Kobe Bryant in his post-up game that became such a marvel. Uh, to the point that it became actually even greater than Jordan's, and that's from Jordan's perspective, from his own words. But Dwight Howard, for some reason, could not overcome whatever demons he had and could not develop an offensive game whatsoever. Now, mind you, Dwight Howard, during his stint with the Los Angeles Lakers, was able to play under the coach that just left the Houston Rockets, and that's Mike D'Antoni. We all know what Mike D'Antoni was able to do for Amari Stoudemire, another athletic marvel in the NBA with no real offensive game, with no real offensive abilities. Uh, You couldn't remember what Amari Stoudemire's uh, 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 go-to maneuver was during his run in Phoenix. But Amari Stoudemire at some point in time was considered top five power forward in the league. Can you believe that? Top five power forward in the league. Let's continue on. Uh, after pushing his own way out of Houston and and killing his possible uh, chance of getting back to the NBA Finals, Dwight Howard became a journeyman. Dwight Howard left there and attempted to revitalize his career with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks had gone through a minor rebuilding uh, process at this time. I really don't understand why, though, because the Atlanta Hawks had won 55 games plus, or even 60 games at one point in time, and for some reason blew up their team, and it doesn't make any sense, but we'll save that discussion for a later date. Uh, Dwight Howard was able to be paired up with another big man, and uh, Coach Bud, uh, an assistant with the San Antonio Spurs, and now the head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks, attempted to run this system in order to revitalize the career of Dwight Howard. This is a system that true big men have been successful under for over 20 years it's actually a college system believe it or not and greg popovich has squeezed out uh at least i think about five championships out of it you know. now we've seen what it's done for david robinson for tim duncan uh and uh we've seen what it minorly has done for uh, the likes of lamarcus aldridge uh but for some odd reason uh, dwight howard could not make it work for him as a matter of fact paul Millsap. Despite being uh, the elder of the two, was able to not only outshine Dwight Howard, he was able to actually earn a massive contract extension that landed him with the Denver Nuggets, who are currently in the Western Conference Finals. Kudos to him. After the Atlanta stint, Dwight Howard moved on to the Charlotte Hornets. Once again, he was able to play with another Solid point guard in the NBA and also a less ball dominant point guard in Kimba Walker. But Dwight Howard was unable to play anywhere near the numbers he had in the Orlando stint. He was also a starter here as well. Now, mind you, keep in mind Dwight Howard was not a bench warmer. Going to these teams. He's a starter. Playing 70 games. And people use the excuse of, oh, well, he had an injury here and there. He didn't have any more injuries after his third year in Houston. He didn't catch another injury until his Washington Wizards stint. Oh, yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Dwight Howard moved on from Charlotte. Playing alongside Kimball Walker, where he could not average more than 15 points per game. Charlotte Hornets, I think, were able to make the playoffs that year. And if they were not, this is a travesty because Kimball Walker has only made the playoffs one time while being a Charlotte Hornet in the first place. But he is a 20-8 player. As a matter of fact, he's a 23-8 and eight player uh, from the point guard position. Nonetheless, Dwight Howard did move on. To the Washington Wizards, where he only played nine games due to a rectum injury. Uh, Yes, he had an issue with his uh, anal canal. Um, No surgery or anything like that. Uh, Still not aware of uh, what caused the injury. Uh, but we do know that the White Howard stint with Washington was non-existent. Uh, Washington, uh, at the time, did have uh, John Wall and uh, Bradley Beal, uh, who have uh, taken turns trading injuries. Um, but with the Eastern Conference being so weak, it really only took about two stars to to get a team into the playoffs, uh, and uh, two average stars to get a team into the top four seeding in the Eastern Conference, but it is what it is. Uh, Dwight Howard is now under his second stint with the Lakers, and he's not even a six-man. As a matter of fact, Dwight Howard plays behind Daryl Green. He also plays behind JaVale McGee. Just think about that. A first-ballot Hall of Famer who's been in the league since 19 years old barely even sniffing 33 34 years old has never regained any sort of dominance as his career has lingered on and and actually is in talks for getting a larger contract if the lakers are able to pull out this championship this year with him being the eighth or ninth person coming off the bench this is this is remarkable now that i think about this more and more it's, it's funny to me that anyone can say that he is still a first ballot hall of famer ladies and gentlemen i just don't see it i just don't understand it now is he hall of fame worthy uh based upon the credentials of the hall of fame for the nba he is I feel that in regards to the Hall of Fame, I feel that uh, the NBA and the NFL uh, Hall of Fame process is actually the weakest out of all uh, American sports. I feel that the baseball is the strongest, but I also feel that uh, baseball has uh, some strong hate (laughs) uh, in regards to uh, its Hall of Fame system. Um, But I also feel that, that it is warranted in regards to how hard it is to get into their hall of fame the bar has been lowered in regards to the nba hall of fame despite the league transitioning into a more offensive league and people not giving tracy mcgrady his credit for being so offensive it begs the question that if you feel that tracy wasn't first ballot because he didn't win any championships or he didn't get uh, team to the finals, but he was heavily offensive. Uh, you would have to literally go through tons and tons of names, about 20 names today that wouldn't be first ballot Hall of Famers. People like Carmelo Anthony shouldn't be first ballot Hall of Famer, though he does have the statistics, he does have the numbers. He never carried a team to the finals. As a matter of fact, he only got to the Western Conference Finals one time. He never got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Kawhi Leonard is the only player in the history of the league to win in both conferences. These are things that should be duly noted in your decision-making, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to throw a name out there before I close this uh, podcast. and I want you all to think about this. If you feel that Dwight Howard is a first ballot Hall of Famer, Well, then, how do you feel about Chris Webber? Chris Webber is currently not in the Hall of Fame. Chris Webber is a player that averaged for the majority of his career 23 and 10. The same as Chris Bosh. As a matter of fact, he averaged about 20 and 10 longer than Chris Bosh did for his career. Chris Brosh, I'm sorry, Chris Weber, everywhere he has been, has been the focal point to taking his team from either non-existence, mediocrity, mediocrity, to actual contention. I'll give you a prime example. Uh, He was drafted and then traded to the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors had been actually two years removed from the playoffs. He gets there as a rookie. Golden State makes it to, I think, the second round of the playoffs. I could be wrong, but I know that they made it to the playoffs this first year there. They traded them away to the Washington Bullets. Did you all know that the Washington Bullets, for a 20-year span, had not have a winning record? Did you also know in the 20-year span that the highest amount of wins they tallied was 39? I repeat, 39 was the highest wins they calculated in a 20-year span. Think about that. Chris Webber gets there, automatically gets them to the playoffs. First round, second round. Chris Webber gets moved from there, and he goes to the Sacramento Kings. Yet another bottom feeding team in the NBA. And we know what he did for the Sacramento Kings for six years. To the tune of the Sacramento Kings getting shafted by the NBA and the referees uh, versus the Los Angeles Lakers. But the Kings were a formidable opponent for both the portland trailblazers and the los angeles lakers as a matter of fact if it wasn't for the sacramento kings there's a strong possibility that the utah jazz even in carl malone's latter years would have still been relevant once he left once they acquired the williams and others now of course uh after that chris Weber had one more stint he chose to play with the Philadelphia 76ers. he spent I think three years there. Uh, one of those years he was able to average about 21 points the other one was able to average around 17 to 18 and the last year he was injury prone. That's pretty much when he we, when he was out of his peak he was about 34 years old he moved on to my favorite team uh, the Detroit Pistons um, and I actually tried to accumulate a title from there. Uh, We all know what happened there in regards to the Detroit Detroit Pistons, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, And Chris Webber ended up going to the Golden State Warriors to sign and retire. But Chris Webber is on his last chance to get into the Hall of Fame right now, ladies and gentlemen. He's been passed over now three times. So think about this. For a guy who wasn't a journeyman, a guy who carried three franchises on his back, and became the third wheel on a franchise in Philadelphia with Allen Iverson, can't get into the Hall of Fame. But a guy who was able to have a seven-year run and then do nothing else after that should get first ballot, period. He should get first ballot. While this other guy can't get in at all, that makes absolutely no sense. I'm sorry, I don't agree that Dwight Howard is a first ballot Hall of Famer based upon his accolades and the system that the nba has put forth i do believe that he is a hall of famer so based upon those credentials that he has accumulated over the the years then yes but first ballot no i apologize i i I can't i can't give him that i'm sorry but we're going to dive into it after you all uh take a good gander at this commercial i want to appreciate you all for listening uh, for these early 30 minutes, uh, but if you do want to tune in and you want to be a part of the interactive podcast, speaking of the Hall of Fame NBA, be sure to check out the website uh and check out the multimedia page uh, where you can click and listen to all of our uh, Spotify podcasts. As well as our Apple podcast and our Anchor podcast. And if you're interested in being a part of the interactive aspect, uh, shoot us an email and we can get you set in. This has been the Coldest Player in the Game. This is the Let's Talk series podcast. Enjoy your morning.